You're listening to the Quince podcast. As India battles another record spike in infections with over 1.8 lakh new COVID-19 cases on 13th April, we finally also received some good news. After a long wait on 12th April, Russia's Sputnik V became the third vaccine to be greenlit for emergency use in India. The Sputnik V approval comes after the center finally eased the path for vaccines from pharmaceutical companies that are approved in the US, UK and European countries. to seek approvals in India. Sputnik V is also one of the three clinically tested vaccines in the world including Pfizer and Moderna with an efficacy rate of 91.6% as per the Lancet's findings. But on the other side of the world another popular vaccine is now being temporarily paused. The vaccine in question is the single shot Johnson and Johnson vaccine after multiple cases of severe blood clots were reported on 13th April. So in today's episode we will go through the efficacy data on Sputnik V its dosage and its possible rollout time in India and also when we can see other vaccines like Pfizer Moderna and Johnson Johnson in India as well to discuss all this for today's episode i sat down with the quince health editor vishali sood get tuned in to the big story the podcast where we dissect the headline making news for you and i'm your host emmat First, thank you so much, ma'am, for coming to the podcast and welcome uh, to the big story. Thanks, Emma. Always a pleasure talking to you. So let's start with the biggest news in COVID, in the COVID vaccine industry in India, which is the approval of Russia's Sputnik V by the DCGI for emergency use in the country. So, what can you tell us about it? How does it work in comparison to, let's say, Covishield? Okay, so uh, Sputnik V was. the world's first vaccine to be registered first registered vaccine against covid-19 which is based on the human mm-hmm. adenovirus vector platform so it was a vector mm-hmm. viral vector vaccine and it was developed by gamaleya national research institute of epidemiology in russia mm-hmm. and uh, it's being represented by russian uh, rdi which is russian direct investment fund and uh, it applied for emergency use permissions in india a while ago i think in and the way yeah. it applied was that it got into a partnership deal with uh, dr reddy's labs and uh, the deal was that dr reddy's along with putney five would carry out clinical trials uh, in india and based on the findings of those trials they would be given permission to uh, you know for emergency use now when we collect clearly initially when they applied directly they were told no we cannot allow you to enter the country without carrying out yeah. clinical trials in the country on indian population it's ironic mm. that after all these months and all the trials uh, that yeah. they went through the way they got yeah. permission uh, the eu a permission in india is the same day that mm. india said that well you know what now foreign vaccines can uh, don't need to go through this entire process to apply for eu they can apply they're already pre-approved in certain countries 
So we'll come back to that. Uh, but as I said, yeah. it's a viral vector vaccine, much like uh, Covishield. And uh, okay. it's a two-dose vaccine. And the time gap between the two is, uh, two doses is 21 days. So okay. the... But quite significantly less compared to Covishield as well, which is eight to 12 weeks, six to 12 weeks of what recommended as such. Why is it a bit different? Uh, I that? think this is what their trial, uh, uh, trial design was. The trial design was to study the 21-day gap and it indicated that the best efficacy that they can get out of this vaccine is in 21 days. Mm -hmm. The trial design for Covishield evolved over a period of time. There's a lot of back and forth between trials, a lot of mistakes made in the process. And uh, as a result of those mistakes, uh, what AstraZeneca called serendipity, they realized that a longer time gap between the two doses gave them better efficacy. But that was mm-hmm. never the intended trial design for Covishield as well. It was yeah. always meant to be a 28-day dosage gap. And in fact, the clinical trials mm-hmm. that were carried out uh, for the vaccine in India was with a 28-day mm-hmm. dosage gap. Now, Lancet, sorry, I'm just going to just very quickly tell you the efficacy of Sputnik has been established as 91.6%. And uh, this yeah, was published in the Lancet uh, quite recently. And it does mm-hmm. not it does not seem to have any major side effects. This is based on the information wow. we have from the company. Okay. And 91.6% is quite high. I think that's just behind Pfizer and Moderna as well. So that's higher than what we have in India with Covishield and Covaxin. It is, it is definitely yeah. a better efficacy. Uh, but, you know, every time you ask this question to epidemiologists and virologists, they, they say you have to stop obsessing with efficacy while efficacy is important. Uh, what you call efficacy in clinical trials is uh, very different from real-world mm. scenarios. So yes, in terms of numbers, Sputnik does look pretty good. Uh, yeah. But but we don't know. I mean, we'll have to just sort of see over a period of time uh, how people are reacting to the vaccine, how it's adapting to various variants, etc. So it's early days in India. Compared to what we had in Covishield, where the uh, the center only gave a purchase order on uh, 11 January 2021, do we have any purchase orders from the center now for Sputnik V? Do we have any uh, news on that or is it just an approval at this point? So for Sputnik V, uh, what we understand is that they have a distribution deal with Dr. Reddy's labs. And the deal is that Dr. Reddy's will import and distribute 100 million doses. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's again, you know, it's all so shrouded in yeah. uh, secrecy and there's no clear clarity. But these are what the reports. Yeah that I have read have said that uh, Dr. Reddy's is not going to be a manufacturer of the vaccine. The mm-hmm. uh, deal that they've signed is a distribution deal where they will import 100 million doses and these will be made available. Now, in terms of production, in terms of mm-hmm. actually manufacturing the vaccine yeah. in India, Sputnik has signed up with five pharma companies, wow. uh, you know, and from a conversation uh, from a press conference that uh, they held yesterday, mm-hmm. they said that, you know, by May, June, they should be able to produce 50 million doses of the vaccine, wow. um, you know, by summer is the term that they used. Okay. Now, how much of that dosage is for India? How much of that is for 
um, exporting outside. We don't know. We don't mm. have those details right now. Yeah. The plant capacity for Sputnik V in India is 850 million doses. So they are seeing India as a manufacturing hub yeah. for their vaccine. Yeah. As like as India is called the pharmacy of the world, I think they're just banking on that uh, label right now and uh, going for it. No, I mean, India yeah. is. I mean, yeah, India has is. a major role to play yeah. in providing vaccines to the world. And I'm glad finally it's sort of beginning to, uh, you know, be Manifest into that title. It's, it's yeah. to that title now. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of manufacturing, another point of contention in the past few weeks has been vaccine shortage. I think both uh, uh, Quint and Quitfit have been reporting on vaccine shortages for the past two weeks uh, with multiple states, including Maharashtra, the worst hit state, uh, reporting that they only have three or four days of vaccines left. So you recently did a story on vaccine manufacturing capacity. What is the ground reality and what, is, what were your findings from that? So, you know, uh, this is interesting that the daily vaccinations currently, currently mm-hmm. between uh, Serum and between Bharat Biotech, daily vaccinations that are being produced, doses that are being produced is 4 million, 4 million vaccines a day approximately. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are consuming that many vaccines in a day. Yeah. And we are going to soon be consuming a lot more vaccines than we are, than we are producing mm-hmm. in a day. Uh, in, and this is going to happen in the next week. Yeah. We are already running behind. We are already the demand supply is crashing and demand mm-hmm. is exceeding the supply. Mm-hmm. Which is why uh, Serum Institute's Adar Punawala had applied for a 3,000 uh, rupee grant from uh, 3,000 crore rupee yeah. grant from yeah. the Indian government. And he said that, you know, I need to ramp up my capacity to be able to deliver 100 million doses that you asked for. And for me to be able to do that, I need to, you know, wrap up my production capacity. I need this money mm-hmm. to be able to do it. Currently, from what we understand, Serum's able to produce 65 to 70 million doses a month. They want to wrap it to 100 million doses per month. Yeah. So 90% of India's vaccine supply is dependent on Serum Institute. Yeah. You know, despite all the noise that was made about Bharat Biotech, their capacity is nowhere close. Mm-hmm. So that is the situation we find ourselves in when we're in the middle of a second ferocious wave, when the numbers yeah. are going through the roof and when we needed to have really ramped up our vaccination program, we don't have mm-hmm. enough vaccines. Yeah. While the Sputnik news is exciting, it yeah. will take time for it to kick in. Yes. And so it will take time for us to get our hands on those vaccines if we yeah. get our hands on them at all, because we don't know what the contracts are saying. Yeah. So yeah, we do find ourselves in a bit of a tight spot. Tight spot, yeah. And hopefully the purchase order will come through in time this time and not at the right. hour. Right. I mean, there was a drip, drip effect, a drip, drip production yeah. order being placed with Serum, right? There was... Yeah. Uh, 10 million order, then there's a 25 million order, then there's yeah. another 25 million, and finally a 100 million order mm-hmm. when things, um, you know, hit the roof. Yeah. And we are seeing that on a daily basis. India is hitting records with one point over 1.8 lakh uh, cases now and over 1,000 deaths as well. Right. So it, it, is, uh, it is a good news, but it's also uh, hopefully going to be uh, with us and uh, we'll be able to use the vaccines soon enough. So another vaccine which has been in the news and which was just yesterday was the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, which is like the single shot vaccine. Right. Uh, where it was, where its use was paused by the CDC and the US uh, FDA. So what impact does this kind of uh, pause or halting of this kind of vaccine have 
on uh, vaccinating people in the US and also across the world. Okay, so let's go back to Johnson and Johnson's uh, so-called presence in India. Currently, mm-hmm. there's no presence. Yeah. Johnson and Johnson has a deal with a company called Biological E to produce a certain number of vaccines. Yeah, I think the number is six uh, hundred million doses. But from what we understand, the production for that has not started, mm-hmm. and we don't even know if we have access to those vaccines. Johnson Johnson has also suffered vaccine uh, delivery issues in the US as well, where they partnered with a manufacturing facility um, that messed up the dosages. Yeah. And as a result, millions and millions of vaccines had to be, uh, you know, thrown in the bin, so to mm-hmm. say. So Johnson & Johnson had sold a large chunk of their vaccines to the US, they sold a large chunk to EU and a large chunk to South Africa. Mm-hmm. If you remember, South Africa had been given AstraZeneca vaccines and they yeah. rejected them, saying that they're not very effective against the South African variant. So yeah. their entire program, in a sense, was dependent on J&J. Yeah. And now J&J is facing massive, massive supply issues. Mm-hmm. So amidst all of that, amidst all of that, from what we understand as of yesterday, also the data from yesterday or day before yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, in the US, J&J had been used to vaccinate 7 million people. Yeah. And then the news came that came in yesterday that six people, all women in the age groups of 18 to 48, mm-hmm. have uh, reported blood clotting. Yeah. And uh, this is a rare type of blood clotting. It's mm-hmm. uh, cerebral brain, brain uh, blood clotting mm-hmm. that has been reported. And it's rare enough for the agencies, the regulatory authorities yeah. there to say, okay, we need to study it. And we need to understand why it's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's been a death. There's another patient who's in a critical condition. Mm-hmm. So there is a pause. Yeah. And where does it... Now, it's a difficult job for those regulators as well uh, yeah. to put a vaccine on pause. But I don't think they had much of a choice. You know, when you see an adverse event, you have to investigate it. Of course. But the problem with that is... The problem with that is it causes massive vaccine hesitancy. Yeah. And it gives pause to people who... Uh, be looking forward to this vaccine. Yeah. It's a single dose vaccine and, you know, one and done vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so it gives a lot of pause to those people and, um, you know, creates concerns amongst mm-hmm. the public uh, on, the, on the safety of the vaccine. So, you know, that's what's happened with J&J. Yeah. Uh, hoping uh, there's more clarity in the days to come. Yeah, but also pausing a vaccine just because of, out of uh, where six reported cases out of seven million doses uh, have been recorded. That is that show, clearly shows how severe these symptoms actually are. And uh, actually, actually, it shows that the system is working. Yeah, that, you know, in a normal world, if if you see a rare event, mm-hmm. you pause a trial and you investigate it. Yeah. Now the reason we all know about these cases, the world knows about it, is because it's not mm-hmm. normal times. It's pandemic times where you know vaccines are being given in massive numbers to people. Yeah. So. In a normal world situation, stopping a vaccine, understanding what the problem is, investigating is uh, investigating it is essential. Mm-hmm. It's just that in a pandemic time, public health officials versus medical officials sort of get into a bit of a um, fight on what is greater good. Yeah. Right? Is it great? Is it is it uh, more important to stop the pandemic? Uh, and this number is too small, or no, this number is significant. 
and any death is 100% death for that family so we need to mm-hmm. investigate it so it's it's a complicated decision for um, regulators for sure yeah and of course this creates uh, some vaccine hesitancy as well also fear in some people who already have the johnson johnson vaccine like my elder brother is one of one of the people who actually got the johnson johnson vaccine so he's a bit concerned at the moment and he's like okay. so so he can he can be slightly less concerned because most of the cases have been in women so okay. <laughs> so yeah it's not like some feeling important point for him to, yeah i'll tell him that yeah okay so the moving to last question now uh, india finally has another vaccine to help uh, support the inoculation inoculation drives now with sputnik v but what about the other western vaccines with like pfizer moderna or even j and j that we were just discussing are we likely to see any of these come to india in the near future near as in the next 6 months so if you recall himat uh, in december was mm-hmm. it december or november i'm sorry i'm very bad with dates but around that time pfizer had applied for an emergency use authorization in india for its vaccine mm-hmm. and uh, india had uh, sent pfizer away saying no you need to conduct bridging trials in india and only then we give the permission and then pfizer said you know we don't uh, we're going to withdraw we're going to withdraw our proposal to you mm-hmm. and uh, we also need to understand that pfizer has limited capacity and most of that capacity is already sold out yeah already being blocked by various developed world countries yeah so do they have the stocks available to mm-hmm. to india even if they were to come and apply Yeah. Uh, for approvals in india do they have the stocks available for us today mm-hmm. possibly not maybe 6 months down the line they'll have the stocks yeah. currently from what i'm reading they don't have it okay. uh they may still apply and then you know give limited stocks and uh, uh that they can to indian population but it's going to be a very very um demand led situation over the next few uh, months yeah. so why this decision by the government to say that okay uh we're going to roll out a red carpet for all these uh, foreign approved vaccines that have been approved by the WHO and the FDA and EUA and uh the UK authorities and the Japanese authorities the mm-hmm. truth is that we don't know how many of these vaccines uh vaccine stocks are available to be given to India yeah okay man. well and in the process of rolling out the red carpet india has actually gone back this is what i was talking about right in the beginning yeah. it's gone back on the very strict uh, regulations that have placed on these pharmaceutical companies to apply in the first place and they essentially said you don't need to conduct the bridging uh, clinical trials before uh, applying you can conduct them post authorization and uh, that you know we are going to study the first 100 patients who get this uh, people who get this vaccine very seriously Mm-hmm. and then if everything's okay then you can you know go ahead and immunize yeah well, as you said as well even though sputnik v and its approval is is a good uh, indicator of things moving forward in the correct direction we do have to take it with a pinch of salt given that it may take at least a few months down the line for us to uh, actually have the vaccine uh, being used right. the- i mean at least at least a couple of months for sure yeah and uh, you know and then we'll see because you know five companies how much orders does india actually place all of that and then mm-hmm. if uh, serum is able to ramp up its production we know that bb's uh, bharat biotech is trying to ramp up its production zydus kadila has applied uh, is run going through space three clinical trials in india for its vaccine so there's there's hope in the future but it is all a few months away yeah it is 
Well, ma'am, thank you again for all your time. It's always a pleasure talking to you, uh, even though we're talking about a very grim situation like the pandemic. Uh, but thank Bye. you again for all your insights. And for our listeners, if you want to know about COVID-19 virus, vaccine or treatments, head over to the Quint Fit and the Quint website. You can also catch all our coverage on all our social media platforms. Thank you again, ma'am, for all your time. Thanks, Emma. If you liked listening to this episode, please subscribe to The Big Story for episodic updates. We're available on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, GeoSavan, and most of the other popular podcast streaming platforms. For other podcasts, please log on to the Quint website. And for any feedback, please shoot an email to podcast at thequint.com. Thanks for listening. Log on to the Quint website and check out our other podcasts. 